We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Sam, listeners, Lightyear's podcast, do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. Wow, that's amazing. That way you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open up a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment and made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. And that was, was that the worst beatdown of the season for the Warriors, Andy? That was the worst game of the season. The worst game. It was supposed to be the Warriors win three in a row. You know, they come in there, they're playing the Warriors. LeBron showed up last game against Portland, so you're going to get a good LeBron. They're supposed to be good, and then they just shit the fucking bed. Just the worst Get all excited, pull out all the stops, bring out, like, our favorite guest. We got Big Waz here today. (laughs) All to uh, discuss the most uneventful game of the season. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's crazy because the Lakers had obviously been sputtering without AD and Schroeder, and it's mainly because, like, LeBron's not trying to do all of that work, right? Like, He's the only creator on the team when those two guys aren't on the floor. And it's like, I'm not doing this for 40 minutes. And so they lost a bunch of games, right? Like once Dennis comes back, you see that it opens up everything for them because he's the only other guy who could beat a one-on-one matchup on the whole team. I know Kuzma likes to think that he can sometimes, but realistically it's just Dennis. So they just look so much better by just, you wouldn't think Dennis Schroeder is this like important type of player, but on this team, it frees up LeBron to do what he actually wants to do, which is just pick his spots. Yeah, Kuzma Kuzma plays with that, like, Andy Lou Friday night confidence. Hey, so. hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Kuzma at least makes some shots. I mean, at least against the Warriors, he does. You guys are – if I, by the way, I was, I was going to say you guys. Is you guys the Lakers or is you guys the Knicks? I don't know. The Knicks are pretty – No, I'm not a Knicks fan or a Lakers fan. I'm, I'm a I'm – a, um, Objective observer of sports. Look at the smile. Andy, I'm look at this smile. He's like, he's like Rob. Lowe <laughs> look at this smile. <laughs> like Rob Lowe with the N- N- NFL hat. Here. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even laugh. It hurts. <laughs> you know, you know, you're deep down somewhere inside of you. You're happy that the Knicks are right. not disgusting this year, though. No, of course. Like you know, people in my life, I tell everybody, like, even if I'm not a Knicks fan, so many people in my life, my stepdad, my mom, you know, so many of my close friends are Knicks fans. So when they're doing well, you know, I want to see my friends and family be happy for once, right? Like, so it's nice for the Knicks to be doing this stuff, man. Like, we were talking to Trey earlier on our show. And Trey was like, dude, I happened to be by Madison Square Garden after the last Nick win. And people were like, partying. (laughs) they were celebrating like you know like they just went to the finals or something it's it's nice i'm happy for the knicks fans they deserved it man because you know 20 years of ineptitude is is tough 
yeah and it feels like it's been longer than that so but then at the same time like we do we really want them to see warriors level success after seeing how you guys turned out after i mean 20 years the, after 20 I, I, years I was, of I was watching those viral clips of uh, <laughs> Knicks fans celebrating in front of uh, Madison Square Garden. I'm like, these guys could be so much worse than us. And we were pretty bad. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. East Coast different. East Coast fans are different. It would be, it would be so much. Fans would be the most insufferable people on planet Earth. By the way, they already are. So it's just some type of like some actual success to, to, to visit that team, yo, it would be insane. Uh, Could yeah, you imagine but- Michael Rappaport with <laughs> <laughs> rooting for a team as good as the 2017 Golden State Warriors? You don't want to see that. I, I guess it, I guess it could have been if if KD decided he wanted to go there, would have been cool. Would have been KD, Kyrie, and Harden, and on the Knicks would have been funny. Ooh, ooh. that yeah. that would at least be a team that somebody cared about, unlike Brooklyn right now. Yeah, you know, it's crazy. Like, I saw that their highest-rated game in the history of the Yes Network was the debut of James Harden. I think they drew, like, I think it was, like, 100,000 people watched it or something insane. And I was like, yo, that's crazy, the level of indifference and and apathy that the Nets engender in New York City. They're more of a national team. The Oakland A's of New York. Right. (laughs) They're more of a national team than they are local. Like nationally, everybody talks about them. Right. Because obviously they have so many good players and, 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 you know, so many players and lightning rods. But like locally, man, trust me, nobody gives a shit about the Nets. When was the last time you were in New York, by the way? Um, December. I was there for um, for for uh, Christmas. Yes, I know COVID shamers. I should be ashamed of myself for traveling. Ah, you're allowed to go. My mother and my father, who are, you know, both in their 70s. Um, God forbid, you know, I live across the country and I would try my best to see them as much as I could. Did you get the vaccine yet? Did we we heard we heard you wore 15 masks on the plane? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Um, my dad said he's not doing it. Um, he's he just told me unequivocally it's not happening, but my mom has scheduled one though. See, like I was telling Sam this morning. Okay, I don't know about you, but I, w- I was thinking it's an immigrant. My mom said the same thing. She's on WeChat with her friends talking about how the virus isn't actually, or sorry, how the vax isn't actually good for you. I'm like, mom, what are you talking about? So she says she's not doing it. My mom and grandma, they're both not taking the vax. I'm like, what are you guys even? Like, it's, it's ridiculous. What are we it's, doing it's, here? It's, it's, I'm like, how are you less scared of COVID than you are the vaccine? That just, yeah. that seems strange to me. I can't explain. I, it. I don't. I don't get the. I don't get anti-vaxxing, and and I say it from someone who's like, maybe half the family is like up the same alley as yours, Andy. Maybe a little less. Like, <laughs> not not my parents, thank God, but like definitely cousins and <laughs> uncles. And nah, stuff. the Persians are too enlightened to not take the vaccine. <laughs> Come on now, Andy. Oh, well, oh. I was going to say on New York. So you were there around Christmas. Yep. Nothing's changed with regards to the Nets. They haven't even picked up. Nah, because like, like my impression's always been wild. the same. It's like it's like it's worse than the Clippers in LA. Like the Clippers yeah, can do whatever they want, but it's, it's the only comparable. It's the it's it's the perfect comparison. Like wow. the it like the Knicks have been incompetent for twenty. Like that's not hyperbole. Like that's the truth. They've been incompetent for twenty years. Like the Nets have been to the finals. I think twice with J Kid. Um, obviously they had the, the sort of the Garnett and on all of that era. Now they had this team, which is by the far the, one they've had. <laughs> the greatest team in the history of the Nets. This might be the greatest team in the history of New York. <laughs> if we're being honest here, this might be the best professional basketball team that the city of New York has ever seen. Certainly the only people that could compare is, you know, if you want to count those ABA Nets um, with Dr. J, or you want to talk about, obviously, um, Claude Frazier and Willis Reed and Dave DeBusher and all of that. Going back 40 plus years now. Right. <laughs> um, but no, it, like, the, so the Nets have two, fan, they have two constituents. They have the yuppies who moved to Brooklyn, where it's like, I'm not going into the city. I'm not, I'm not going into Manhattan to watch a basketball game. Oh, the hipsters, I, the yes. Ethan Strauss crowd. Got yes, it. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> the yuppies who moved to Brooklyn and the local ethnic community of Brooklyn, like the minorities 
in Brooklyn root for the root for the Nets. The people are within are, an hour radius, or sorry, a mile radius of the arena, right? Basically, like within like I would say like seven miles of the arena, right? Okay. Um, but there's nobody in the Bronx who roots for the Nets. There's nobody in Manhattan who roots for the Nets. There's nobody in Queens who roots for the Nets. And certainly not in Staten Island with all the firemen and and police officers. You know, like it's, it, it, their constituency is the yuppies who again. They don't have any real ties to this team. Like I just moved to New York from Wisconsin five years ago. Like I don't, you know, like I don't. I mean, I that's, a, that's a smart choice. Either. If you're going to pick a team in the city to root for, pick the one 100%. that might win. Yeah. And this and makes so much sense. No, that's who Kyrie and KD are. Exactly. <laughs> it makes yeah. so much sense. Exactly. And that's why when you, when you watch Nets games and you're like, yo, where's the energy at? Right. Like, yeah. at, you know, when you watch a game at, or well, not Oracle, but no, you know, Chase Center or, the garden, like two places where people lose their freaking minds at the games. Right. Um, you, it's just different. Like, you know, Clippers games is just like, dude, like it, the, the loudest it gets is when, cause I think Chick-fil-A does the deal. You get a chicken sandwich. If the opposing team misses two free throws in a row in the fourth quarter, that's as loud as the arena gets in um, <laughs> Staples for Clippers. I mean, games. I haven't been to a Clipper game in the uh, Kawhi era, but like, my experience with going to Clipper games at Staples was, was like it was the game in town that transplants could go see the team they like play. Like Warrior fans take over Staples yeah. against yes. the Clipper because they can't afford to go to the, no. to the Laker game, right? And and then obviously there's all those Laker fans. So that's kind of always been my Clipper experience. And you know, like uh, shouts to the sales team at the Clippers because they do a great job. Like they're, they're generally sold out pretty much every single game, right? Um, but it's just, I don't know. It's, it's, there's nothing like going like the, the, the contrast between going to a Laker game where there's like 50,000 IG honeys in the crowd and like people are dressed to the nines and it's like, it's an event. Clippers game is like, you know, it's a nice family, like, <laughs> it's right, like a right. nice family outing, the Clippers game. And it's like very leisurely and it's just cool. It's breezy at Clippers games. But running the, I, you running know, the four, ticket, four tickets for a discount price exactly. on cable news type of exactly. It is the Oakland A's. <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right. We got to get to the Warriors here. This, I, I mean, I could talk this all day, but I, I feel like people listening to this want to hear some Warriors stuff. So. At the beginning of the season, was you uh, you had some skepticism <laughs> about this Warriors roster. Yeah. Uh, you weren't the only person. Uh, you, uh, I, I think I recall when Steph went for uh, sixty-two against Portland. You're like, he Steph has to score sixty-two for them to even have a shot against yes. him. So I want to I want to start here. They are well, they're nineteen and sixteen now. They're like a seven-eight seed. Has your opinion of this team evolved? Where are you at with them? Not at all. I think they're overachieving, honestly. I, I do. I honestly think this team is overachieving. Like, with the talent that's given, like, if we're going to play our rookie prize big, like, pretty decent minutes, and he's a rookie, so he's going to be bad, basically, at defense. And, and a young rookie at that, yeah. A young rookie at that, like, didn't even play his college season if we're going to throw him out there to the wolves because you have to develop the guy and you're essentially counting on shot creation that isn't Steph from who? Like, you know, when I was talking to y'all about the Lakers about like, all right, when they have their full complement of players, they can go through AD to create good looks to get into the teeth of the defense. They can do LeBron. They can do Dennis Schroeder. There's so many avenues by which they can come to quality offensive looks. The Warriors have one freaking guy who can consistently do it for them. Wiggins can spot duty in certain against certain type of bench sure. lineups and be aggressive and do his thing. But like it's Steph or death. <laughs> okay. So like, that's why I'm just, and look, they've had great injury luck with Steph so far, basically hasn't missed any games and they're 19 and 16. If this dude tweaks something for two weeks, the season is over. It's over. They're not winning games without Steph Curry on the floor. Like they're worse than the Timberwolves if Steph Curry doesn't play. Hmm. I mean, I, we saw we saw I it last disagree. year. We said it's not like they really upgraded the roster from last year, and that was the worst team in the league. So I and and again, people just don't respect it's crazy. Clay Clay Thompson, like, bro, like Clay Thompson is your second best player. 
He's one of the best offensive players in the NBA, period. And he's one of the best perimeter defenders in the NBA. Like, that's that's a ridiculous hole in your lineup. And again, like, people can't load up on Steph the way they're doing right now. Like, yo, what Steph is doing right now is miracle work, bro. Like, when he's not freaking completely excellent, this team is just like, wow, not good. No, I, in fact, I'm like, that's why I'm just like, fire Kerr for what? For what? <laughs> like, who, like what, what is Steve Kerr realistically supposed to do with Juan Toscano Anderson? He ain't bad. He ain't bad. <laughs> he ain't bad. Um, no, I think I think all great points. I think the one I think the one thing that Warriors fans are most frustrated by is that you watch the game tonight and you come out there and you're almost like now part of this is on Steph, but part of this is also why are you going to run the same stuff that has shown to not work against the good teams in the league, right? Because you can beat Charlotte doing what they did tonight. They probably would have won anyway, or they could have beaten Washington or whomever. But we've seen it so many times this season. It's like when they play the Nets when they play the Jazz, when they play even like Portland, and they run this whatever-the-fuck offense that they've been running. Like, it's it's so yeah. obvious. Teams know what to do. LeBron tonight blew up three times. Yeah, he, he blew that, that four-on-three three times in a row because LeBron's seen it for like seven years straight. <laughs> Like what? He, he looked like he looked like Heat LeBron there, just knowing exactly what was going on. Like it was a joke. And Three I think that's sixes in like the first six minutes. It, it was. It was so. And I think that's where the frustration comes in. Where Steve Kerr is like, you, you maybe nineteen and sixteen, like that's fine. But there should be at least a little more urgency in saying like, hey, we don't have the talent here. Let's try to figure out a way to actually win these games outside of playing the same way we've done the last five seasons. I think the but the only alternative would to be to essentially turn Steph into James Harden yeah. in Houston. Yeah. And is that what we really want? Yeah. Like I, I like I in service of what? In getting the seventh seed? Like what I'm are we get really asking Steph? <laughs> what are we really asking Steph to do here to like to just up his usage to a, a ridiculous amount? And again, to get to the six seed potentially, right? Mm -hmm. um, I just don't, they just don't have the horses, man. Like if, if they had Clay this year, I would put them directly under the Lakers and the Clippers. Um, I would put them, because I'm, I'm somebody, I, although I love what Utah is doing, I don't think they're better than the Clippers or the Lakers. Um, yeah. I, but I, if, if, this, if the Warriors had Clay. I'd be like, look, man, they're going to put a lot of pressure. They would put a lot of pressure on Utah's defense, which is supposed to be their strong suit. Denver, forget about it. doesn't guard anybody. So, like, I would put them right in that Denver-Utah mold because I'm somebody who thinks Denver is basically as good as Utah. Not – let me take that back. Utah's obviously played way better this season. Denver's, like, been completely injured and all of that stuff. But I think in a playoff series, like, do you think Utah would just, like, dominate Denver four games to one or something ridiculous like that? I yep. don't, right? Yep. So I would put the – if they had Clay. They would be in that second tier, right? Like if you're playing Clay, Steph, and Draymond 40 plus minutes a game in a playoff series, I'm like, shit, that's a tough team to beat. Oh, that's right? a first tier team. I mean, that's Ray, a first, that's a first tier team. I mean, I'd take that over the Clippers. At least. <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, <laughs> also, also, I'm like Marcus All would be on the Warriors, too. If that were the case, that's the other part. So there you go. So, you know, I and and people will say, like, how can Clay Thompson be this important? I'm like, bro, he changes everything they do. That's like fair. teams cannot guard them the same way. Like you see LeBron, you see how guys, the smart teams are cheating off of everybody, right? right. Because they can, you can't cheat off of Draymond like that because guess what? He's about to go run and set another screen for Clay fucking Thompson. You know what I mean? Like it's, you know, it just changes the dynamic of everything they do. And you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> also, Clay's, Clay, I mean, even when, if you don't want to get into the minutiae of it, he's a perennial all-star. What team yes. uses a perennial all-star and it's like, yes. all right, we can replace him with the G League guy. No, <laughs> it doesn't work like that. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. And so, again, like, I, you know, tonight, I think the Lakers, you know, they made some threes early, but, you know, they could, they were able to generate quality looks consistently, right? Like, the Lakers are a good enough team against a team like Golden State. You know, God bless Kevon Looney. He, he tries, he does his best, but he's Kevon Looney. Um, you know, like- God, not buying those pump fakes. Got it. 
Jesus Christ, that was embarrassing. Oh. Yeah, so, you know, um, I I think this was a tough loss. It's kind of like, it's one of those things like, you know, you caught the Lakers on a hot night. They're they're probably the best overall team in the league, um, even when they don't have AD. Um, but it's 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 look. I think the Warriors are doing as best they can, guys. Like I really do. What do you think of Big Jim? <laughs> By the way, you have oh sorry, you don't watch. Don't know about Big Jim. You don't watch Fitz, so let me let me give you the primer. He doesn't here. watch every second of every Warriors fucking game. That's why. <laughs> um, Good for him too. Bob Fitzgerald, uh, best best play guy in the league, by the way. <laughs> Let's tells everyone that his new nickname, uh, James Wiseman's new nickname, is Big Jim. When asked, <laughs> when asked, he says Wiseman told him he likes that nickname, <laughs> and, and then Wait, Wiseman, what? and then Wiseman goes on the post game like. Four games into this, it goes, yeah, I never said that. I, I would prefer not to be called. <laughs> so, we're, so we've been running with it for a minute, but, uh, you know. Yeah, it, you know, Jim is one of those things that older boomer generation white folks, that's the nickname when your name is James. It's like, if your name is Richard, your name is Dick, right? Like, it's one of those things. So, like, you know, Wiseman being 19 years old, he's like, None of my homies call me Jim. They call me James, fam. Like, nobody in my family calls me Jim. Like, why would I be cool with you calling me Jim? Like, that's from a bygone era. Um, sorry, Fitz. We love you, but don't do that to the young, to the young rook. Um, what do I think of him? I'm, you know, I'm a fan. I'm not, you know, I was listening to Tony Slater on Ethan's pod the other day. Tony Slater. <laughs> And he's talking about Wiseman like he the next Will Chamberlain. And I'm like, yo, easy there, killer. Yeah. Um, I'm not that high on him, but I think, you know, I, I think he could be a really good player. I think he could be an elevated Clint Capella someday. I haven't I haven't said this to Slater, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell him, but I, his love for Wiseman just lets me know he spent a lot of time in OKC because just the, the wingspan, the athleticism, just peak <laughs> OKC right there. Yeah, and, and that's the, those are the things that I like about him, right? I right. think if you've seen him this year and you're like, he's a deer in the headlights, you know, what you hope is that, like, look at somebody like even Aiton, the, the leaps that he's taken in year two right, and then right. year three, he was freaking terrible at defense. Same with my man, Miles Turner, who nobody seems to like or respect. Um, He was a deer in the head. He was bad at defense his rookie year. And now he's a plus defender. Like, there's no... Two ways about it. So if Wiseman could get, I and, and and look, that's a lot to ask, right? Like Miles Turner's damn good at defense. Like if he could get even close to that, I think all of his other natural gifts will allow for him to be a really good player. Now, the stone hands is scary. <laughs> Not that's great. scary. He looks like he's playing with a baseball glove on both hands. Um, that's a concern. But I just, I mean, his activity, he's got a decent motor. Uh, he's so freaking big, man. Like, he's huge. And so I, I'm a fan of Wiseman. I don't know that he's going to be this dominant force ever, but I think he's more than likely going to be a really freaking good, easily starting caliber NBA center, in my opinion. Hey everyone, I wanted to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you as part of the... We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with BlueWire's top podcasters, access to our community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of all that, we'll get you your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is you can get all of this for only $15 a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge just for the initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports experience. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com slash join. Check out the description box for this episode to find out more. That is bwhustle.com slash join. Look, no one's perfect. Even the best baseball players strike out with the bases loaded. The best golfers sometimes three-pot with the tournament on the line. So if you feel like you're coming up short in the bedroom sometimes, it's perfectly okay. But if it's bothering you, there are options. Go to roman.com slash lightyears now. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to getroman.com slash lightyears and complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving your home. Complete an online visit today to connect with the doctor and take care of it. Go to getroman.com slash lightyears and get $15 off your first month. Look, there's a straightforward way to take care of your ED. Getroman.com slash lightyears. Get started now to save $15 off your first month of treatment. So let me ask you this. This is kind of the the fundamental issue in Warriors land among the fans is I do I think he's going to be good. Is Steph going to be 36 by the time he's the player you're talking about? You know, like it's the whole, um, you know, with Steph, as long as he's healthy, he's going to keep them in the playoff race. But if like everyone around him is in a rebuild, they're just kind of sitting in no man's land. And that's where, you know, I understand the team's perspective. The team doesn't want to be like, yeah, we're hoping to trade him for your best player very soon. You know, like they're, they're not going to like openly say that, but it's kind of like there, there's no clear idea of direction. Cause this whole, like, Oh, we just want to be like the Spurs. Like that's a sustain Like that's a, you know, a, a, a thing people can do is like, Oh yeah, we drafted him. He's going to be like Kawhi and we're, yeah, you know, yeah, Steph's no, going to play until he's 41 and you know, we're just, you know, no. I'll be good. Like that's, yeah, that's no. That's and kinda- I, and I understand your, your anxiety is actually well-founded, right? Like mm-hmm. the timelines are in tension with one another. Like this kid is not going to be good for another, what, three years? Like, yeah, like yeah. good, good. Right. Yeah. Like, like able know, to compete him- in the Western conference finals. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Play him 30 plus minutes in a Mm -hmm. big ass playoff series, that's not going to be the case for a long time. But look, if you're the Warriors, I'm not mad at my position right now. I got James Wiseman. Mm -hmm. I got the sucky ass Wolves pick coming in this draft. The next Harden type, the next Bradley Beal type, you never know type who comes onto the market. I am very well positioned to put my chips at the center of the table and be like, look, you want a future And I get why they're saying this. We love Wiseman. He's going to be a future perennial all-star, blah, 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 blah. And you want this pick from what people are calling a loaded draft, which I never know. When drafts are loaded or unloaded, like, I I never know what to stop. This was supposed to be the worst draft ever, and LaMelo Ball looks pretty damn good. Oh, man, he's so, 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 so. I want to ask you guys about that. Um, I just think they're well positioned, man. Between Wiseman and the the Timberwolves pick, they're going to get somebody good. I just really hope Clay comes back healthy because I want to see them do it one more time. I want to see Clay, Steph, Draymond. I want to see them together do it one more time. Like 
that Portland series, you know, um, when KD went down and these fools just did the freaking mind meld. Where it's like we 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 don't even need to think about what we're doing. We just fucking go out and we're we're going, right? Like that was just incredible to watch. So I I hope Clay comes back healthy. And sorry, young guys, we we shipping you out, man. Remember, <laughs> rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. Remember when the TMZ or whoever caught him on caught him on camera talking about yo they wouldn't trade that bum ass dude Bynum for J Kid. Can you believe that shit? So, <laughs> sorry, young guys, we shipping you out for better time. We went on the opportunity presents itself. That was that is that is the point I want to get because we went on the Kaminsky brothers uh, about a month ago now, and they talked about uh, this reminded them of this this stretch of what the Warriors and reminded them of that end end few years of Kobe uh, when Kobe was like when when the Lakers had to pretty much do whatever Kobe wanted to mm-hmm. to get in contention, and they got kind of unlucky by an injury. Maybe they should have traded him, like you were saying, right? But um, Steph is never gonna call Bob mm-hmm. and tell him. Hey, I don't need, I don't want big Jim's ass in here. Right. Like I want Bradley Beal, <laughs> right. but, but I don't know what, like, what I don't know another 30 of these games. He might change his team. That's true. <laughs> I mean, but see, but, but that's the thing, the same thing that we love about Steph, like your greatest strength is your greatest weakness, yeah, right? Yeah. Like that's the reason why we love Steph. Cause he's not going to complain. He's not like, he's going to come out, bust his ass and just be a model superstar, right? And part of being a model superstar is he's not going to do the LeBron clutch thing and try to exert sort of leverage over management. He's just not going to... He's like, whatever, y'all gave me my 200 mil. Y'all be on y'all way, do whatever the hell y'all want to do now. I don't really care, you know? And and I respect it, man. Like, honestly, man, honestly, and, and, I'm, and I'm happy to be on the Light Years pod to say this, that's honestly my favorite thing about Steph is his willingness to just like he's egoless obviously he has an ego you know to be one of the greatest players in the history of the sport you have to have some type of ego but the way he carries himself as a teammate you know employee whatever is egoless and that's my favorite thing about him so I'm not mad that he's not going to management and you know or he's not like, you know, taking two weeks off and going to Miami and working out and doing the passive aggressive bronze <laughs> stuff. Like, you know, it's it's what makes him stuff. Would you trade for Bradley Beal? That's one we've been discussing the whole time through. Cause it's like it just <laughs> let, let me let me let me lay this one out for you. Cause it's like my my feeling on the Warriors here is and by the way, I agree with you. I think they got a little Boston Celtics in them where mm. they may, you know how every player is going to be, was supposed to be oh, a Celtic God. the last four years. Oh, um, and Don't even uh, get me started on that. And mm. I, I feel like the Warriors would pass on trading for Bradley Beal because he's not the perfect fit because he's a little undersized because so they, stupid. because they think they can so get, stupid. let's just say Giannis or someone, someone who's superior in a year. It's that whole, like, you know, instead of walking away from the table with, you know, $500 made, you, you're waiting for that chance to, to win your retirement money. By the way, Bradley Beal fits with this team. Offensively, it's, it's, no, it's a no-brainer. No yeah. freaking brainer. He's incredible off the ball, like cutting all of that stuff. Obviously, he has gravity because he can shoot. Um, he has some playmaking. And by the way, you don't have to be John Stockton to figure out how to get Steph the rock. <laughs> I, I know like these, these dudes on the Warriors make it seem impossible. Yep. He's not Draymond yep. dude, but yep. Bradley Bill is skilled enough with the ball in his hands. He has enough dynamism with the ball in his hands. He can oh, find easily. Steph. Oh, easily. Yeah. I, I mean, mean come been, on. He's, he's been easily. averaging like six, seven assists a game for dude. He knows how to pass the ball. And he's and in the playoffs. He's going to beat one-on-one matchups. You're not going to be able to say, oh, I'm going to put my best perimeter defender on him and just forget about it. No, you're not. He's going to cook your best perimeter defender. So you're going to have to send two at him. Man, the Warriors would be insane not to trade for Bradley Beal. That, like, that's insane to me. And then when Klay Thompson comes back, are you, <laughs> are you kidding me, dude? So Wiseman, Minnesota, and whatever else. You, yes, in a second, done. In a second. Done. I don't even think about it. I don't even think about it. I think, I think those three cats, yeah, yeah. plus Draymond yeah. anchoring your defense, that's a championship quality team, I period. Agree. I agree. You can I find some ring-chasing vets. 
to fill out Come the on, roster. Man. Come on, man. I don't think they do it though. Was like seriously, we don't think that they do it. We, we think they don't do it. Like that's that's the thing about and like what but, but which also, is what Sam just said. Yeah. But also, you know, I think with fans, I think what everybody needs to realize a lot of times with this stuff is it's in the best, it's in the self-interest of the GM of management to not do the Brad Bill thing. To draft another young guy. To say, oh, but our young guys are developing. Oh, they're not ready yet. Oh, it's not my fault. It's it's in the GM's best interest. What do you think fucking Danny Ainge been doing? Nah, you know, because we can't let go of these young guys for Jimmy freaking Buckets. Did you see that dude in the playoffs last year? <laughs> When's the last time somebody on the Celtics was as good as Jimmy Butler was in the playoffs last year? That's true. Come on now. No Tatum. Oh, uh, no, we. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a I'm a Jalen Brown truther. So, um, I'm just saying, like, it's it's in your best interest to do the I'm developing my young guys thing. Right. You can't get fired when your young guys are still young. You know, potential, potential. Oh, Percent, gonna you, especially if they get a little well, better every year. You don't you don't need yes. them to get a lot better. You just yes. need them to not get worse. Yes. Well, I don't know how much you know about this was, but I think part of the Lamelo versus Wiseman because I don't I don't know if they were ever seriously looking at Anthony Edwards. So I think most people well, agree that Lamelo they wouldn't have got him either way because he went number one. So, yeah. but so I think that I think so with Lamelo he was always kind of the most talented guy in the draft, but. I don't know if you know, but I think most people at this point do know that they did draft Wiseman over LaMelo because of the way that they could develop him and and the way that they felt like they could be the ones that, hey, this is our culture that's going to make him be a good player rather than versus LaMelo. They'd have to kind of work their way around LaMelo ball. So that does speak to the little arrogance. Danny (laughs) (laughs) So were were you guys were you guys LaMelo ball guys before the draft? No, I don't, I, well, I don't think we were. We didn't take it seriously because we knew they weren't going to draft him. So mm. I would sit here and just be like, what's the point? Like, why are we talking LaMelo? The Warriors are never going to take I, him. I do think we have about like 500 hours of pod audio <laughs> where we're just like, they're not going to draft LaMelo. So hopefully he's not the best player in the class because they're going <laughs> to look dumb. You know, like stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Like, it was like, it, I just knew he was never on their radar. Never, not even he close. Is so freaking good already. It's and by the way, he would play on this team and he would do well on this team. By the way, yeah, that's that's the thing. It's um, I, the only thing I'm surprised by is like how well he shoots the ball. Yeah, honestly. yeah. I didn't. I like the 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 jump shot in Australia and everything. That was enough for us. Like, I mean, he's gonna be yeah, good. But he was but taking I don't know horrible he's... shots. It right. wasn't like he was like Rondo, just bricking wide open quality looks. Like Rondo was a brick factory at Kentucky, right? Like it's not like he was doing that. He was taking horrible shots in a JV league, in a True. league that he knew was a joke, right? He knew he was just stopping through, right? So I always thought the shooting stuff was yeah. a little overrated. I didn't realize he was freaking six eight. <laughs> That's what I didn't realize. So it's like when he's that big, and if he even puts on just a little bit of strength, he's going to be at worst an average defender at his size. And the freaking playmaking, are you kidding me? And now he's not, he, he's not like his brother who's afraid to take it to the rack. This dude will take it to the rack. He's not afraid of contact. I'm like, man, he's fun to watch, bro. No, you he's can good. A, you can make a case through 30 games he looks better than luca looked through his first 30 games and the case can be made and then you know i don't know but i think it's close enough and i mean if that's like the level of comp we're talking about here like you made a mistake passing on him even if he doesn't fit with what you're doing so and and in this case he absolutely does fit so that's what i was just about yeah. to say no he don't oh, he don't fit off the court that's it ain't an on it ain't wait, an wait, on the wait, court what's question. off the court he doesn't fit what do you mean why don't you ask steve i don't know <laughs> <laughs> why don't you why don't you ask the boy steve and, and the boys up there to figure that out i never said that i just know that they wouldn't like him oh, i just I, i'm just gonna tell you whoever this, the hell else they let us know that uh big jim shout out big jim had the uh was just a superstar in the interview and oh yeah they did write that sam you're right not just write that like uh bob myers has mentioned that i mean bob myers doesn't do any media but he every time he does he lets us know that he didn't come with an agent to dinner and he came by himself and it's just like i've already heard this story i don't understand that 
you're a former agent. What, like, you wouldn't want yourself to be at the dinner? What, like, what's he even saying by that? I don't understand that statement. The Warriors, deep down, are the most self-loathing organization. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah. the Warriors, the Warriors, they got two killers, right? Like Steph and Clay, because those guys don't look like killers. But they got two killers. They are and killers. now they think that they can just replicate that. Nah, your hair looks good, Waz. Don't worry about it. And then, <laughs> they, now they think that, you know, because they got those two guys, they can replicate getting those two guys. And I think like some of that is coded. Like you don't just get guys like Steph and Clay sitting around no. just, just cause they nice guys. You know what I mean? Like it don't no. mean like, it don't mean like they, they think they can get, I mean, even James Wiseman, who I but, think is, I'm higher on James than, than Sam is big Jim, big Jimmy. But like some of the problem Jimbo. with big Jimmy is that he's kind of soft. Like he gets pushed mm. around by some six, four guys. And like, mm. you don't, I don't know how much you, how you can coach that stuff. Like with Draymond, you don't coach that stuff. Draymond just got it in him. That part of it doesn't bother me about him because he's like, I, I don't think he has control of his limbs. He's like, an 18, <laughs> he's like an 18 year old who grew two feet, you know, like give, oh, you know, give him a minute there. But yeah. But I got to ask you guys though, like is the culture of the team Steph or is it Draymond? Ooh, that's a great question. Actually. You no, know? Cause I think and about, like, I, I which, thought about which that would one. you rather it be? Ooh, so I think it's both. But who would you rather be as tough? Because uh, you kind of need both. Because you kind like too much Draymond is not good. But then like <laughs> too much Draymond is not good. We know that. But then like if like Steph don't talk that much too, so it's yeah. like I guess I'd rather have Steph, right? Like we're like I'd rather have Steph because Draymond's not good enough to sure. be who Draymond. Got like you. if Draymond was Le- like LeBron, do the hell the hell he wants. Who gives a shit? He's good enough. Like he right. can play every once he's gonna win. He can say whatever he right. wants. He's gonna win. Draymond yeah, not right. good enough to do the stuff that he does. Yeah, it's hard to do the the MJ Kobe thing that Draymond <laughs> does with teammates when you're averaging five points a game. You know, my guy, my guy, like, my guy doesn't shoot a layup. Like I like you don't get to yell at people all day when, uh, you, when you can't score ten points a game. Like, come poor on. Draymond, man. I it was it was just the other day when he was dropping forty in a game seven of the finals, bro. I mean, like, we don't talk about that around it's here. It's crazy, <laughs> man. It's craziness. That was you know, one of the I, best game sevens in a loss I've ever seen. But yeah. Yeah, he was incredible. And but you know, I think I guess coach like the culture stuff, it does matter to a certain degree, right? Like look at Minnesota, right? Like Jimmy Butler was right. One, Wiggins isn't that good, and you guys are letting these two kids do whatever they want up and down the freaking organization. You pat them on the ass and tell them that they're great just for walking and chewing gum. And that's why your culture stinks. That's why you guys never make it to the playoffs. You only made it the year that I was there. Mm. And, but for me, you would have never made it to the playoffs, right? Um, So there is something to having a healthy culture in your team, but like, come on, man, play is play. Hoop is hoop, bro. Come on now. Well, I think Andy and I's point, which is, I'm gonna try to put this delicately as possible. I'm not sure they can, the culture matters. They are right to want players who love basketball and who are to some level coachable. I'm not sure they can evaluate Gen Z kids all that well (laughs) is really what it comes down to because like James Wiseman and, you know, he really does come across as like the nicest kid, but he comes across in that way that like, is very obvious to some 50 some year old men who don't have a lot of experience with them. Maybe someone like LaMelo or Anthony Edwards equally as nice, but they just act. They're eccentric. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. That's where they have a hard time deciphering what is an actual red flag and what is an 18 year old acting like an 18 year old. Yeah. And man, I, I just don't know how you do your beautiful game stuff, unselfish play stuff with the Warriors, and you watch LaMelo Ball be this type of creative, playmaking passer and tell me he doesn't fit with your culture. That doesn't make any sense, okay? Like Anthony Edwards, I understand in the sense that the dude was a gunner at Georgia. Right. Was a gunner in high school. He's a different, like, yeah, when you want to talk about cultural fit, but the ethos of the team, the sort of... I like um, this take, yeah. No, I was just um, saying, I agree. Keep going, keep the, going. <laughs> the, the, the sort of, um, you know, the type of basketball y'all want to play, uh, it, it's right in line. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I I agree. I think I think look the the system works great because you got Steve Kerr who wants to run it, who's perfected it, who's ran it before, and then you've got Steph Curry who's like the greatest basketball player that can run that system for you. It's perfect. But like at some point, like do you think this system is is built for James Wise, Big Jim? I don't think Big Jim's built out for this, man. I think like they I don't... view him as like a ball of clay they can mold, which is like a serious gamble <sighs> on your like. Yes, yes. Thank you. Voodoo. Thank you. Like Anthony Davis, if you told me Anthony Davis walked into to his first team, like I bet you Anthony Davis could run this because Anthony Davis was so damn good when he came yeah. into the league. He could shoot. He could move. He could. Th- he already did all. He won a freaking championship his first year in, in freaking college basketball where, where it's a joke there. Like it's impossible to actually play if you're a star. So like he could do whatever you want. Like Carnty Towns, I think he could play in the system. And Carnty Towns was amazing, right? He was polished. But uh, – <laughs> you say so you uh, big I, jim I, I i what you're getting at i actually big, i i think you're getting at something you're saying like all right he's a nice kid so he's a cultural fit but isn't the play on the court the culture <laughs> yeah no that's because you're saying because that's what you're saying you're saying like hey like it, it, like lamello would fit with this but they didn't they didn't draft lamello um because of the off the court stuff in my opinion they didn't really look at him and say oh this is what you do great on the court. You can, you can dribble drive. You can create. LeVar you can played them. Yeah. And, and, but the thing is LeVar, like LeVar, if LeVar got his ass to San Francisco to go to the Warriors, like it'd be even better for LaMelo. LaMelo, Clay and Steph. Oh my God. The jerseys. Ah, uh, man. Oh it, my you know, God. Yeah. That, that would be that. that I know what that I was would thinking be the about. greatest <laughs> assemblage of light skin in the history. Of- I mean, Modern Phoenix, civilization. Phoenix would have to trade us Devin Booker. Like, there's <laughs> no <laughs> around it. Ben Kuzma, Simmons too. Kuzma would hate this this team. Um, <laughs> Kelly, we probably would be. <laughs> Michael Porter Jr. would be going at these guys. Oh my um, god. <laughs> oh, all right. Let's face it. This was the whole point of having me on the show today was to make those jokes. Um. Yeah, you know, and at the same time, I don't want to be the per- the guy that sec- second guesses them because, you know, we look like, tw- you know, uh, <laughs> hindsight is always 50-50. Of course. You know I, I wouldn't mean? have, like, I, I was, <laughs> I wasn't uh, all too high on LaMelo before the draft. Right. That's where I'm but he's like- just looked so yeah. good. And you know, him and Steph would just be doing incredible <sighs> things together right now, dude. They just would. I'm just imagining Steph doing like his bullshit, like back screens. And it's, oh my God. It would, well, it, <laughs> yeah, it'd be and, a lot of and fun. Here's, and here's the thing. Here's the thing about where I'm going to defend Kerr's. Oh, um, I like them. I'm not opposed. To offensive them, system. Like, so basically the Warriors run the exact offense, essentially, that we ran in my high school. Motion <laughs> offense. Mind Same you, here. my high school, just so you know, Andy. Predominantly white high school. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense now. It right? makes sense. Okay. And but the thing is with Coach Leary, shouts to Coach Leary, rest in peace. Um, he's a legend. But what Leary was saying was like, look, you're not gonna be able to compete with Levance Fields and Julius Hodge on the merits. <laughs> okay. You're going to have to figure out other ways to create advantages for yourself. And it's by nailing all of these fundamentals. And Steve Kerr got players as talented as Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Klay Thompson to execute these principles on that level. And you saw what happened. The greatest offense we've ever seen in the history of the game, right? So there's something to, there's there's a method to his madness, right? Like getting players of that level of all world talent to execute this, you can't argue with the results. It, the problem is when you plug Kelly, you pray. You <laughs> couldn't even finish this. Thing. Hey, man, he's been he's had a good February. <laughs> Look at this guy. When you try to plug Juan Toscano Anderson in there, when you plug and play with, with those cats, it's, it's a different proposition. So I, I understand what you're saying, though, Andy. Oh, Warrior fans have been just so excited that Kelly Oubre's had a good month right now. It's you know Kelly Oubre, yeah, he's moved from the doghouse to you know forever Warrior royalty now. He's good. I think so. The thing about Kelly Oubre, I think if he's like if he's properly 
pegged on a team that has clay on it like kelly Oubre being your like fifth best guy off the bench yeah is amazing yeah but like counting on kelly Oubre for like buckets yeah like he he should be this team's Kyle Kuzma. I think he's a little better, but like that's good, tough. Like and you know, by the way, I think Steph Curry's playing as good as he's ever played. He looks amazing physically. He just looks great. You know, like his his movement is decisive. Like he knows exactly what he wants to do when he wants to do it. I think he's I think he's better than he was in 2016. Honestly, I was gonna just, ask. Yeah. I think he's better now. I, I I really do. I just think he's he's just so much smarter about how teams want to play him now. You know, like he's incredible, and I, you know, it's it, yo, bro, man. They need to build a statue to Steph now. Yesterday, put it up now while he's still a Golden State Warrior. What he's doing this year is amazing, guys. Amazing what he's doing with this team. I I liken him to uh, to LeBron when LeBron, because LeBron, Cleveland LeBron was was amazing first first time, and then you got Miami LeBron where he battled demons, fought through, won two titles. And then Cleveland, second time Cleveland LeBron was when he was kind of, although I guess you could say now he's kind of physically declined, but yeah. then he was also mentally at the yeah. at the highest peak of his game. And I think this is Steph right now where he's he's still yeah. there physically, but not 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 as much, laterally not as quick, but mentally. Yeah, he's, never, he's never off smart. the charts. He's yeah. off the charts. And yes, that's, and you know, again, I think Steph is smart enough to know what exactly is happening with this team this year. And, you know, he's playing accordingly, you know? Um, so I, it's been incredible to watch him this year. Um, I did not think he was going to be this incredible um, this season. And, you know, I think he's legit. He's played at an MVP level. You know, you can't win an MVP when your team is like, you know, 510 win percentage. But he's he individually has played at a level right to me right there with Jokic, right there with Embiid, right there with LeBron, right there with Kawhi, right there with Lillard, whoever you want to throw in there. Let's, uh, let's end on this then. Um, yesterday, Saturday, the 27th of February, was the five-year anniversary of that shot in Oklahoma City. Uh, I think we all agree that game was kind of like the apex of the 2016 Warriors. Like That was like the peak of like, we can't get enough of this team. Right. Yeah. Like they're the best team of all time. So I want to start with this. What were you doing when that game I, happened? Oh I boy. I don't know. Exactly, that's a good question. I remember exactly <laughs> what I was doing. Um, my buddies had just got a brand, their brand new apartment in Brooklyn. Shouts to aunt and Jerry. And it was a bunch of us over there hanging out, drinking, enjoying ourselves, watching. I probably was an ESPN doubleheader. And, you know, again, um, mind you, full disclosure, a few of my buddies are uber LeBron fans. Got it. So, yeah, unshocking. They were very bitter about Golden State from the finals before. And, of course, they elevated, you know, they well, that, that whole that season. That whole season. Good like, times. I feel Good like times. in 10 years, people who didn't live through that season oh. are just not going to understand what what it was the amount of oh the amount of hatred so so you know i'm watching this in a house full of lebron fans who all season long they were in denial about how utterly ridiculous golden state was and you know the funny thing about that game too is like they should have lost to um absolutely okc they should have lost that game and it basically you know it was a pretense to the series the conference finals like two like these teams are evenly matched Talent wise, but we couldn't understand that in the moment. Like, OKC beat them. They should have beat them that game, right? Like, and this is a 73 win team pace, right? Like, damn, OKC's damn good. We didn't even think about that. We were just so in that Warriors wave, um, that Warriors moment, man. And yeah, that shot, the the double bang, as people call it, it was crazy. It was just crazy. Um, I have a video. I posted the video. I on saw Twitter. it. Yeah, <laughs> my buddy was pissed. He was just so freaking pissed. Um, that was that was such a great great night, great NBA moment. Um, and and you know, in a lot of ways, we're still chasing that high. I was go- okay. Well, it's because I saw this as a topic, Sam. I guess we never got to it, so maybe we won't end yet for a few minutes. But that was that high. I think the NBA is still trying to find because that. People watched. So I don't know if we have that. The only there's only two highs. There's (laughs) P 
peak oh heat. Uh-oh. There's peak heat. Okay. Where freaking Utah fans are going nuts against this team when they show up. Like, just so arena, much hate. So dude, much. It's, it's every, about hatred. Yeah. 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 Every arena, there people are just like, fuck this team. Right? Yeah. Like, the, the level of interest in what was happening around that team. Right. Was insane, and then the, the only the only thing that matches it is is Golden State, Golden State 2015, yeah. 16. Because 14, 15, people were like, wow, this team is cool, and you yeah. know they were cute, like, they were cute, but they weren't. Yes, special. and it made I'm not gonna lie, it made people like me like cringe to hear all these white dudes like fawning over jump shots, and I'm just like, this is weird, guys. <laughs> this is weird. What you guys are doing, right? Like the the circle jerk you guys are doing about jump shots right now is very <laughs> weird but okay you know but but still like the just the the juice this team had the juice they had it they had the juice and it was incredible to be an nba fan a fanatic and why and just you know be able to participate in that you know what i mean that that energy i want i want the nba to get it back i think that's my only thing like i want that I back. It's hard. i've been it's I've hard been, i've been thinking about this like i both the things you're discussing were so organic. Like there's no, as much as Adam Silver loves to like, you know, get us all on TikTok and whatever social media platform, like there's <laughs> no, the, the reason that those things resonated was like LeBron offended white America, essentially. Um, and then like yes. the Warriors were um, an organic stirring of like unlikely ingredients that just like exploded in a way that like there's no way to recreate that so i don't even know how you and i think look the nba is about storylines it's about drama um it's it's (laughs) it's crazy like more so than any sport it's about human interest right like there's just that's just part of that's just an element of what the nba is selling and i think we're in the process we're like in the writer's room right now you know before before we start shooting the series of what the storylines that we care about are going to be. Um, you know, of course, this LeBron, who's his own lightning rod for drama, no matter what. Um, he's just a drama queen or a drama king, whatever. Um, and um, I think we're just, we're just waiting for that next story that I, we care about to unfold. And I think we might get it out of Brooklyn, man. I, I was really going to say, it has to be Katie LeBron. Like, if it is, it has to be, right? But, like, I just don't. I just don't know how much people care. Like, we started the podcast with this, and we'll end it with this. It's like, I just don't know how much people care about that team in Brooklyn. And then, like, I mean, even in L.A., like, do people care? Was that much about the Lakers outside of Laker fans? Like, I don't know. I, I don't it's know. It's judge in this climate, in this environment. But trust me, Laker fans are insane. Trust me. Like, they were burning cars when they, when they hit <laughs> but the, in the but middle the- of a pandemic when the, um, when the championship yeah. happened. Don't worry. There's plenty of enthusiasm there. I think, I think what would be best for the league and what, I, and what my actual prediction is, I think the, the, um, the, the Nets are going to go to the finals. They're going to play the Lakers, and they're going to lose because they don't have any depth, right? Like, um, and you know, KD is going to get creamed for it. And next season, he's going to have to redeem himself, you know? Um, and, and, I think, and I think that would be great. Like, like, Kevin Durant has never really been asked to solve any hard problems, dude. You know, like, they, they, they lost in 2016, and he went to the Warriors. And, like, he's never been asked to solve any hard problems. And so I, I think that would be great for the league if, if we got something like that. We have a Steph Curry quote, by the way, right now, which is very out of character here. I'm gonna take our guy. I'm gonna take our guy Connor Letourneau as very odd. He goes, "Teams still want to beat us and beat us bad. They have a lot of memories from the last five years." Ooh, this one. (laughs) I feel like this one might have might have stung him a little bit. (laughs) And you know, because you know the Lakers, their bench and their players are—they're the most obnoxious bench in the league by far. So you probably know there was some type of level of chirping going on. And, and you know, LeBron, so you know, LeBron still feels salty about everything. He still feels salty about 2015, feels salty about, you know, getting swept in the finals or whatever. Like, you know, he's, he's still salty about all of it. 
I think we need Stefan. Like it's, I think Stefan LeBron is what we need. It, it, we need that again. Like we I need play healthy. Like that needs to come back. I guess technically they could play this postseason, but like not really. Nah, it's not like, going to be the same. No, it's not going to be the same. But you get next season, and and let's say these guys are on a similar tier. Um, I think that's what the NBA needs. Like you get Steph, you get LeBron, and then you get KD in the finals. <laughs> like even if it's LeBron KD or Steph KD in the NBA Finals next mm, season. Like, there's nothing fun. better than... The most... Uh, the, I'm, I'm going to be a major cynic here. The most perfect way for this to play out is we get a Warriors-Lakers series for the ages. And then they end up losing to the Nets, but no one cares because all they want to talk about is the Western Conference. Oh, that is... Because yeah. <laughs> it's kind of... Well, that's like, yeah, they wore like, themselves down. Yeah, I don't uh, know. That's that would be the story of KD's career. Yeah, that was going to say... And nobody cares. <laughs> no, and that's, that's perfect. That's a perfect... Just silently destroying everyone and anyway i think that's a great place to end it (laughs) well i appreciate you man thank you guys for having me on it's an honor you know i love you boys man thanks for having me on oh man we'll see you soon one day when we can hang out